Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, that intro uh, was just about as long as your phone call you were just on there. Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, so we are here in the nation's capital. Beautiful Monday as we record this after an absolute scorcher of a weekend. There was a heat wave across a lot of the country, Scott. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'll admit I spent most of the weekend inside. Yeah, it was an unpleasant uh, unpleasant experience to be outside. I was standing outside on Saturday, and just the act of standing was causing me to sweat profusely. Oh dear, I, I did go for a little walk Saturday evening just before the, the storms hit. I uh, got a little wet, but uh, that's all right. It happens. Uh, so, of course, when the it's this hot outside, we want to talk about the hottest broadcaster in the world of curling, Scott. None yeah. Who's that, Sean? None other than Vic Router. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we, we wanted to take uh, an opportunity. We, we talk about Vic a lot on this show, usually about how Vic hates tiebreakers and <laughs> how Vic really doesn't like the uh, like a bracket with like a triple knockout when they did that at the pre-trials one year. Oh, yeah. All those permutations. Vic does not like those. And we, we talk about that a little bit in some of the jokes about Vic, but we love Vic Router. We do love Vic Router. And I think that it is undeniable that Vic Router is the greatest curling broadcaster of all time. Yeah, Sean, and, and I don't think that's you know up for debate at all, certainly not here. Uh, he was inducted into the Canadian Curling Hall of Fame there in 2006, and as far as I know... Maybe Ray Turnbull's in there too. Uh, yeah, as a, pl- a player, not a not a broadcaster. Might be there's but, a broadcaster. Yeah. Don Duguid, maybe. Okay, that's yeah. the other one, right? It's, yeah. it's sort of uh, Vic and Don Duguid. I would say are the two voices of curling. I would argue that we've had in this country, but I, I think Vic, certainly for anybody under the age of forty, Vic is the voice of curling. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to take an opportunity here in the summer to explain why Vic is so good or or at least why for us he is as good as he is because there are certain things that Vic does that other people don't do and people talk a lot about the catchphrases that he has and his willingness to make fun of himself sometimes but there's really subtle things that Vic Router does in a curling broadcast that is so effective and is what makes him such a great voice of curling. So we wanted to just take an opportunity to truly highlight some of those things. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, Sean, I think he he does the best job of anybody of pretending to be dumb, mm-hmm. but not really being dumb. You know, he's sort of the voice of the everyday curler who's sitting watching at home. He asks the kind of questions that they would be asking, even though he's seen over over like a hundred thousand shots of curling yeah uh, at least in in his career that 
that uh, he knows when to ask the questions, how to ask them in order to get the response that he wants from his sidekicks. But what's good about it is that he knows enough. I mean, he's asking questions that he knows the answers to a lot of times. But what's really impressive about what he does there is how he phrases the questions. It's not a case of why would you do this? It's it's usually in, in the case of, well, it's a draw, and he's like, well, couldn't you hit over here and roll there or, or do something else? Like he's throwing out other options, options usually, and you can tell that he sees the ice really well, and mm-hmm. he he knows what's going on. He has a sense of the game, but he defers to the people who are next to him who are there because they know more than him. And that ability to defer in a really effective way while taking the audience with him makes him so relatable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Sean, I, I just uh, was reading something that he's called over 500,000 shots of curling in his career. Estimate, you know, an sure. estimate, but pretty close. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It's that's a lot, a lot. Of, of rocks. Um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that Vic does is, is the ability to, to ask questions. The other thing that Vic does that I think is really underrated is his ability to actually call a shot. Like while the rock is going down the ice in a big moment, he know he has a knack for making great calls of big shots. We have it on our intro the shot it's Rachel Homan against Michelle Inglot mm-hmm. in the 10th end. And she has the thin double and they're sweeping the whole way. And it's called have they, have they held it for her. Yes, yes they, they have. have. Right. And I can go back to, and if you listen to the call, when Kevin Cooey wins the trials from the hog line in, he pretty much just repeats. You need the forefoot. You need the forefoot. Uh, when, when Brad Gushu, the shot, to win in St. John's mm-hmm. uh, and it, the call is something along the lines of just got to drag it a little further for, for a Canadian championship. And then he stops talking because the place is going crazy, yeah. but he has an ability to the Pat Simmons one is another one where he makes a great call. Mm-hmm. He just has this knack in the big moments to say the right thing. Yeah. And I think that's true of all great broadcasters. You know, the, you, you think of, you know, Tom Cheek calling Joe Carter's home run in yeah. 1993. Uh, you think of Jim Nance, always with the classic lines at the the Masters, you know, uh, when Tiger makes the putt. Uh, so, so this is something that's common to all the greatest sports announcers, and we want to make sure that Vic Router is counted amongst those. Oh, no question. What's different, though, with Vic, I think, than somebody like Jim Nance, Jim Nance's lines often feel prepared well they're or, corny or, or but yeah. they and rehearsed like it doesn't feel as spontaneous when vic does it it feels very spontaneous you're right because it's an instant reaction to what's going on it's not a case of well sometimes it is but like in the, the biggest moments he doesn't have time to prepare mm-hmm. for what he's going to say because you just don't know what's going to happen and those are the calls that are, are the greatest yeah i think he's got this natural enthusiasm for curling that really comes across on the broadcast and really uh, sets him apart from some of the other uh, broadcasters out there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the other thing too about him is curling. We talk a lot about the social aspect of the sport 
And I mean, I, I like to occasionally make fun of some of the video essays that they do at the end of the, the events Yeah, and how everyone is a saint out there <laughs> and how it brings out the best of who we are as a country and all that stuff that sometimes I feel it goes a little over the top. But for Vic and his experience the, that I've had the opportunity to see firsthand a few times mm-hmm. At events, when he's down on the ice before a game, usually before practice, he's usually up in the where they do the yeah. the set piece before the game. That's during practice. But before practice, when all the players are out there stretching, doing their thing, Vic goes down and he'll circulate. Yeah, and it's sort of it. It's he's the dean of the sport at that point, and I've never seen a player not smile and extend their hand Mm -hmm. to Vic Router, right? They're Mm -hmm. excited to talk to him. They enjoy it. He remembers everyone's name, which is incredible to me. Amazing, yeah. You know, fifths, coaches, all that. Like, he he knows who they are. And his ability then to interact with the rest of the the people at the event, I think for him, when he talks about that these are great people and it shows the best of the country, I think he genuinely believes that in part because he brings that out of people. And, and that's oh. been my experience with him, that he just he just makes people happy. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll piggyback on that and tell a little story of when I was volunteering. I believe this was in Las Vegas. Uh, I was volunteering there, and I walked by Vic in the hallway down in the bowels of the stadium, right? And I thought, oh, my gosh, it's, it's Vic Router. I better just you know lower my head and, and walk <laughs> on by. And he made a comment of, hey, how are you doing today? Like, and genuinely seemed interested. Right. And I said, oh, I'm good. Uh, have a good have a good uh, broadcast up there. And he said, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> and so even just uh, a volunteer walking around, uh, he had a smile for, for me and gave me, you know, five seconds. Yeah. And made my day yeah. by doing that. So... Uh, yeah, you're right. He's got that little ability to to connect with people. Yeah, and you see it too. Like, not that he does it very often, uh, just because of where the the booth tends to be at these events. Mm-hmm. But certainly in Vegas was an example that he came out of the booth and people from the stands would flock over to him. Those who were still left in the building, and he stood there for fifteen, twenty minutes, yeah. signing, talking to people until everyone had had enough and, <laughs> and sort of left. Right? Like, right, right. Like he wasn't leaving people hanging and this is after in vegas you know he's in the middle of a three draw or three game day and he's got to do it so like he really gets it and you know maybe it's just his public face oh i I hope not and uh, but he really does seem like a genuine good guy and i think that translates then into how you feel as you are watching the broadcast that even if you've never met Vic Router or seen him in person, he has a personality on, I don't want to say on screen because he's on screen for like 45 seconds, mm-hmm. but as part of the broadcast, he has a personality that is very congenial and brings you in. And it feels not like a broadcast with, say, Gary Thorne, where I feel like I'm being you know, yelled at and I've done something wrong for three hours, mm. but he brings you in. It feels like you're sitting around with your friends, right? We'll include Cheryl and Russ in this yeah. and Linda and Ray before that, that there's, it's three friends hanging out, watching the game. Yeah. Talking like you would talk at the curling club. Yeah. But smarter. 
Well, I don't know. You sit behind the glass and you go, oh, that guy's an idiot for doing that. That's what Mike Harris does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, that's a different thing. I think Vic's voice actually has a lot to do with it. Uh, The the sort of rich, deep timber uh, that we all strive for here, Sean. But uh, he just has like throaty. It just has a way of bringing people in and making people feel comfortable. Yeah. So I think his his genuine ability to do that stems from his personality for sure, but a lot from his voice and the way that he speaks. Uh, It it doesn't feel like you're being assaulted for uh, a long time, and it's not like Buck and Pat where who knows what the hell they're talking about for three hours. So yeah, I think his voice has a lot to do with it. And it's become synonymous with curling. Yes. Vic Router is the voice of curling. He is. And when TSN got the finals of the Scotties and the Briars, was it within 10, 15 years? Yeah, back uh, from the, CBC. They, they, yeah, so yeah. so that happened when I was in doing my master's. So 2008-9 was the last time I think CBC had everything. But when it went back to TSN... That really cemented it because now Vic had the calls or has the calls of all the biggest moments. You think of the Jennifer Jones shot in, is it 2000, 2001, uh, when she wins her first one, that in-off. 06, I think. um, That's a CBC call. Mm -hmm. That's not a Vic Router call in that moment. That's right. Because CBC still had it. So now that it's all TSN, he has the big moments as well as being the soundtrack of the week mm-hmm. so those signature moments he gets as well yeah so like he's he's in the middle of all of it yeah yeah so i'm looking at the championships here uh for for jennifer jones and oh boy scotty's 2005 2005 okay yeah so that great yeah that great in off that she makes against jen hannah mm-hmm. uh that shot yeah that's a cbc call yeah yeah exactly and and Going back even to watch some of the the clips other than that that we do sometimes for the show and sometimes just for fun. Uh, yeah, the CBC, it, it's it's different enough that you're kind of like, man, I wish Vic was calling this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, part of that too for forever was, at least for me, was Linda and Ray too. That yeah. That the three of them, I mean, with all due respect to Cheryl and Russ, but Vic, Linda, Ray... I don't know if you can surpass that. That was always great. I will always remember the first draw of the Olympics in Vancouver when Ray Turnbull was like turned up to like level 45. Yeah. Like he was so psyched to finally have this event going. Uh, and the three of them all week were, uh, were so good. I believe they had to split some draws off that year, uh, but they were so good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I, of course, went to those Olympics. So I didn't get to hear much of them. But l- listening to the, the replays, you know, uh, yeah. and the highlights, that it's uh, that was sort of the pinnacle for where they wanted to get with curling, I think. Uh, I mean, they're still very good now. But with Linda and Ray and Vic there announcing curling at the Olympics in Canada yeah, sort of raised the profile to a place where if they ever thought about going back to, you know, putting the finals on CBC, I think, I think the outrage would be even louder this time. I think so. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
So I, I want to mention uh, one other, I think, very underrated thing that Vic Ryder does that I absolutely adore is that at the start of every end, where they have the crane shot and sort of mm-hmm. swooping down, he will tell you which team has the hammer and what color stones they are throwing. And I love it so much. And I don't know why, because if it's not the first end, I know, like I've been watching the game and I know who, mm-hmm. which color is, is what, uh, but I love that he does it. It's just, and it, it's it, a great way back from commercial. Yeah. And it's in a, a way that sort of resets your focus back onto the game. You, you can say, okay, well, even if your attention drifted for a little bit, you're back into it. If somebody's just joining the yeah. broadcast at that point. He he resets it a few times in the uh, in the end. I noticed too yeah. sometimes, right? So yeah, that's a that's a really good thing that he does, and I'm glad you like it. One of the things that I like that he does is uh, saying what curling club everybody's from. Yes, many many times. Yes, in case we forget, the Ballyhaley Country Club. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Saint Vital, Saint Vital, the, the Mayflower back in the days of uh, Colleen yeah. Jones. Yeah, he he really knows where all of the curling clubs are located. Yes, pretty much every time they go to a different sheet, whoever is throwing the last rock, he will tell you what curling club they're playing out of. Eddie McKenzie out of the Charlottetown <laughs> yeah. curling complex. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to know which which club he has shouted out the most. You'd have to think uh, Saint Vital, Saint Vital, or the one in Edmonton that everyone plays at. Oh, the Savile Center. The Savile Center. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a that's a good choice too. Yeah, <laughs> so everybody's from there. Yeah, um, but it, it's so I, I don't know. It's just so it, it makes it feel. That's another thing that you certainly don't get that on the slams, but it also makes it feel again like it connects the viewer somehow right. to remind you now these people aren't playing in Tuesday night mixed rec league. Right. Like they're no. not, well, Eddie McKenzie might, I, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but you know, you're not, we play at the Ottawa curling club. I have not seen any member of team home in there playing in a league ever. No, no, no. Right. In the three years that we've been there. Right. We've seen them at the club occasionally, but practicing, right. Yeah, they yeah. don't, they don't participate in the leagues and nor should they. Um, right. But it's sort of this reminder of like, you know, oh. I play at a curling club. They're members of a curling club. And some, I think sometimes you forget, or, or at least I have forgotten that like when you see say baseball players or hockey players, wherever, mm-hmm. You know, they're practicing, even the practice facilities that they have are not generally like the facilities that are the public yeah. has access to. Yeah. But curlers, for them to practice, they have to go to the places where the public has access. Goes to curl, right? yeah. And, you know, Aaron Boys, who I did my PhD with and now we play softball with, he wanted to try curling. First time I ever took him out at the Rideau Curling Club, we were on sheet three and on sheets four and five were Team Holman. Yes. Yes, he told me about that yeah, this week, so, actually. So I'm out there trying to you know, teach this guy who's never been on the ice before basic form and, and going through all those things. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> these world champions are literally six feet away from us. Yeah. And I think for Vic shouting out the curling clubs, it's that nice reminder of, of yeah. that this is, at its core, this is a local sport. And 
you know, everyone is connected to it in, in some way. Absolutely. That That's sort of, it keeps it grounded, right? It, and like you say, hey, I play at a curling club. Maybe I could be on TV one day. I know when I was, you know, a, a junior player and, and in my early 20s, I kept thinking, whoa, like that would be so cool if I could do yeah. that, right? Obviously, I'm not good enough, but uh, no, like that's, that's sort of like you're, you're a minor celebrity for the week that you do the Scotties or the Briar. Yeah. And now it's gotten to the point where in the game where they're a little higher profile, but I sort of loved having, you know, the, not only the curling clubs, but the professions that they used to do back yeah. in the day. You know, uh, Glenn Howard, beer store, beer store owner, manager, yeah, manager. So yeah, those little things sort of keep the game grounded. And I think Vic does a really good job of emphasizing those aspects, certainly yeah. during during those national championships. Yeah, I just want to take one quick side note that uh, my favorite curling call of all time, though, is not a, a Vic Router call. What? It is a call from a community broadcaster on Coach Co Local Access Cable which used to show, they might still show, I don't know, uh, a feature game from the Milton Curling Club. <laughs> and uh, our parents, of course, used to play at the Milton Curling Club. Yeah. And I was watching it one night, and our dad threw a rock. I believe it was a hit, and he flashed it. And the broadcaster, it could have been Gunlifson, uh, based on the comment. But the com- <laughs> what he said is, after the flash, he goes, now, Steve's not going to be too happy with that one. <laughs> and it's it's my favorite call of all time. It's just very obvious. Well, that's just because it's your father. And and so speaking of the Milton Curling Club, yes. uh, we've been remiss in not shouting out the Fergus Curling Club enough recently. Yes. Current home of our parents uh, yes. for curling. So the Fergus Curling Club, the season's coming up for next year. If you're looking for a place to curl, you live near Fergus. Give the Fergus Curling Club a try. And if you go to the Fergus Curling Club with your Game of Stones sticker, if you have one, half off all drinks. Wow, what a deal. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we should tell them that. (laughs) Yeah, half off all drinks before 4 p.m. on Mondays. Lock it down. Oh, the seniors' draw is going to be... They're uh, going to be loaded. Writing in, uh, asking for for stickers all over the place. (laughs) Um, So... One other thing that I, I do just want to mention real quick with Vic that I really like too is, I mean, we've sort of talked around this and it's elements of it, but I want to explicitly state that he doesn't talk down to the audience and he also tells the truth, Yeah, which I like. Yeah, You know, sometimes they omit things that I think they should include, like, for example, where Ryan Fry was during the Canada Cup, just in his example. Yeah. But... He will also say, you know, that that's a bad shot. Or when Brad Jacobs was having his little meltdown during the trials, trials yeah. in 2017, like he was very clear, like this is not, this is not good. Don't like to see that. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. So he doesn't. Like, he he's not patronizing in any way. Where I think it could be easy at times to to do that to feel like you're because he's done it for so long. Yeah. He has so much knowledge could feel like he's talking down to the audience and he never does that he always brings the audience along and i never feel as though he's trying to sell me anything Mm -hmm. right i feel as though you know when he talks about you know things are great and you know this is what the country's all about i i get the sense that he truly believes that Mm -hmm. that he's not trying to spin something for whatever purpose yeah yeah and 
and uh, that's got a lot to do with his ability to to be genuine, right? Right. Uh, he could easily be talking down to the audience, as you say, because yeah, he's watched uh, five hundred thousand curling shots in his career. He knows all about curling. Thirty years uh, broadcasting, thirty three now is eighty yeah. eighty six. He became the lead broadcaster for TSN curling, and so you're right. He he sort of makes everyone feel comfortable. Yeah. And that's what I like best about, about watching uh, any sports on TV. Like, you know, I, I turn off Buck and Pat. I can't stand them because I think they're dumb. Sure. Vic sometimes will ask dumb questions, but it's in a way to get a smart response. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think uh, Russ Howard, you know, we joke about him going like pretty crazy with gear effect and all of his... Yeah. Uh, Russ isms that you can force, play. Him, force him to a deuce, <laughs> forcing him to a deuce. Uh, you can play all the drinking games you want, but uh, Vic Router is sort of the glue that keeps that thing from going too far off. Yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah, and I think he was the same with with Ray too. Yeah, right. Ray was a very excitable guy, um, but he was able. Yeah, Vic was able to sort of rein him in. Yeah, uh, I also loved when Ray would call him Victor. Um, well, Victor, thank you, Victor. Uh, I, I really, I yeah, it was always great. Uh, actually, and if you go on YouTube too, you can see. Uh, if you, I think if you Google or, or YouTube Ray Turnbull, you can see the last <laughs> thing they did from Cortina Dempeza, the first time Cooey won the World the Championship uh, with when Blake McDonald was still on the team way mm-hmm. back when, and it's uh, Vic, Linda, and Ray doing a stand-up shot after the events. And it's Vic saying his goodbye to Ray and a thank you. And, and Ray's losing it, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he calls him Rick because he's, he's like choking up. He's saying. Uh, um, that's a real tearjerker. So you got to yeah. be in the right uh, frame of mind to watch yeah. that. So, uh, so, but you could tell that they were like legitimately friendly with each other. Yeah. Uh, and really got along. And that comes across in the broadcast. And I think the same is true for the current crew that they're they're friendly with each other and there's no. Like they trust each other, they yeah. like each other, and that's why you can sit on a uh, Wednesday night and just sit and watch, even if it's not a good game. You can just sit and watch, and it's comfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I th- I think Vic, he's he's carrying the load of the broadcaster. Yeah. In that booth, right? You know, Russ and Cheryl and Linda and Ray were not professional broadcasters. No. And with the tutelage of Vic, have have sort of moved further in that direction. So uh, that that's no small feat either, you know, uh, sort of like Jim Nance with Tony Romo sort of brought him, brought him along and, and helped him become as good as he is now. Right. Uh, two Jim Nance shout outs here, Scott. Hello friends. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Sean TSN did a top 10 list once yes. of all the best Vic router so I, I think we'll play that now yeah. and then we'll come back and talk about it after. Okay, let's do it. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. A brilliant curling shot in this country needs TSN's Vic Router on the call. Otherwise, it's like a sandwich without the tangy zip of Miracle Whip. Vic puts the personality in broadcast personality and he's the subject of what could be the greatest top ten ever. Ever. 
isn't this special and definitely a first. Hospitality everywhere has been wonderful, but nowhere has anyone welcomed me by making and carving a Welcome Vic sign. And it is quick. It is quick. Somebody take it. Don't argue over it. Take it. Drag it back. Drag it back. Unbelievable. Plays it forward. Pesce Salido. Pesce Salido through the middle. Kenny Pinto. Pesce Salido. Pesce Salido. What a goal. Mitchell from the right side. Cuts it in. Ali says he can still do it. I doubt it. I will do it tonight with Christina Trotmerski. The news of the sports <laughs> at 11 o'clock. The sheep have arrived, the competitors are here, and we are ready for this 1986 Canadian sheep shearing competition. And the rule's pretty simple. Speed is important, but not that important because you don't want to go so fast as to cut something off that wasn't supposed to come off. Vintage Vic from a memorable Skins game in 1992. Watch him fly. Oh! 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 What a shot! This is Kakinga. He is the dominant gorilla. He is the silverback. There are two other adults. There is a baby. And arriving soon from the Bronx Zoo in New York, four more adults. All considered, of course, lords of the jungle. Heading into day three of play at the Saddle Dome, the question was, who could beat the Lords of the Ring so far? Alberta and Ontario. Counting them up at the 2001 Scotties. Curl up, bump it back, look at that. Count them. One, two, three, four, five for Prince Edward Island and handshakes. They talk about 50,000 people a year here on Lake Simcoe and some 5,000 huts, but it's got to be something more to this ice fishing for me. Now this is ice fishing. Vic Roder, TSN, in the ice fishing capital of Canada, Georgina, Ontario. Hey Vic, come on back in. I gotta go back. I promised her a dance. And of course, it's Vic Router's signature finish. Make the final, make the final, make the final. San Francisco 10, Montreal 5. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, wasn't that great? I The gorilla thing, I do not remember. <laughs> uh, that is pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's. I think it was from a, a Kevin Martin, Russ Howard year when the Briar was in Calgary. Right. Uh, my favorite, Sean had to have been the 1986 Canadian sheep shearing. That was great. Uh, like, who who knew yeah. that they had it? Who right. knew that it was going to be on TSN? Sure. Uh, and, and just the, the absurdity of the, like, serious Vic Router right. with the 1986 Canadian sheep shearing championships. Like, right. just makes me laugh. Right. Well, you know... You know, I, I respect Vic because I think they also approached him to do the milk or the cow milking championship that year, but he held out for the FU sheep shearing money. <laughs> so, you know, good job there on Vic. Well done, Vic. Well done. Um, but what was also great about that is the soccer clip. Yes. Of uh, the the longer names, almost Italian sounding names. I, I couldn't really tell. I think so. Yeah. Um, a lot of vowels in the name. And. <laughs> It, it it's so cool to when you see it. Like I don't watch F one, but Vic still does a lot of the F one. Yeah. 
uh, at Canada Summer Games stuff. He would do stuff like soccer. He would do baseball occasionally. Yeah, the, uh, the last one there was an Expos uh, broadcast. Yeah, so you know it's not just that Vic is a curling guy. He is, of course, the voice of curling, and that is what he is best known for. But he has a wide array yeah. of broadcasting credits. I, I think my favorite Vic sport, other than the curling, is when he did bowling. Oh on yeah. TSN. Oh, he was so great with the bowling. Yeah. Yeah. And then they show five pin bowling too. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was uh, definitely good. So, uh, anything else that you want to say about Vic here? I just want to assure everybody that this is not a incredibly transparent attempt to get Vic Router on the show. <laughs> this is this is not what that is. No. Uh, but of no. course, Vic Router is always welcome. I mean, we we've declared. To a certain degree, like no players, to an extent, we don't. Other people do that and yeah. do it better than we can. Vic, I think we can make an exception for. <laughs> if Vic wants to give us a call, I'm just saying that if Vic wants to give us a call, we could talk to him. Absolutely, and we are definitely not keeping this episode in the can. Uh, looking forward thirty years into the future when no. Vic's no longer with us, no, because uh, we just love him so much. We want to get this out now, yeah, and hopefully uh, everyone will share their appreciation. Yeah, just we just, I, you know, I, Vic gets a lot of love during the season for sure, uh, but I think it's it's nice to take a chance to. I mean, he's one of the reasons I love curling. Mm-hmm. Right, and now that we do the, this curling show, it's a good chance in the summer to really try to you know, focus in on why he's so good. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's our love letter to Vic Router <laughs> here uh, at the end of July as we uh, start to turn the page. Summer is more than half over in the curling sense, and before you know it, we're right back out there on that ice, Scotty. You got it, Sean, and uh, I can't wait. So please do, if you have not yet, subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever it is you get the shows. Subscribe, like it, comment, keeps the show going, lets other people find it. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. You can email the show with any ideas, suggestions, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. You can find Scott on Twitter and Instagram at Scott Likes TV. I'm on Twitter at Dr. Shawnee Fever. So thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back with you again for another new summer episode next week. But until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that insert. Make the final.